listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. Um, holy cow, it's been a while. It's been a while, and we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson, and this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, original Cleveland sports reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Also, we're a part of Evergreen Podcast. Well, hey, uh, lots to talk about with the Indians. I don't know how much we're going to get into it in this episode, but we definitely want to touch on a few things like, what are they even? Like, what are the, like, what are they? Like, what are they? Are they good? I don't know. They keep winning, but we'll get into that. Uh, Miles Garrett retiring, but from what? Something else. Not football. Don't worry. <laughs> and the Cavs, I don't want to talk about them. You know why? Kobe Altman's still there, so I don't want to talk about him. But you know what? We might because I can't help it. Andy's the other half of the show, and he's going to go there at some point. Uh, no. I can today. almost guarantee it. Not today. Not today. Too quick of a show. Oh, no, no, no. (laughs) Too much tribe. Too much. There is. Yeah, this is a a tribe-loaded show. So without further ado, let's talk about our Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. Is this team, like, for real or what? It's good to be back. This team is. We haven't done a show in a while. Everybody brace yourselves. It's going to be quick tonight. This is a quick steroid pop. It's, I've been fucking a, up the show. I've been too busy. You haven't done it. No, don't worry. About it. Uh, yeah. Is this job shit? You were busy. You're busy out there in LA interviewing. I don't know the likes of Kenny, Kenny Lofton, Jim, yeah. Jimmy Abbott. Yeah. Don't worry. About but anyways, it. Mike Soul, who wrote the book. Anyways, here. So I've been talking about this with Jared a lot. I've been saying this a lot on the Instagram show. When I got into the season, I said, "Look, I think this is a transitional year." Right. So my expectations were not as high as it would have been last year or the year before. Um, but as I've garnered through the season, my hope is slowly building. And I will admit, I'm at a fork in the road. And my fork in the road is this. Are the Indians a team that are finding ways to win? They are going to improve. And they are in a crappy division. They're in the worst division in baseball. Uh, and, and so will that will that allow them to propel themselves in the playoffs? Or is this really who they are? They're defensive sloppy. They don't have a first baseman. Their lack of starting depth pitching. I'm going to say it again. Their lack of starting depth pitching is now showing. Yeah. And they really don't have – outside of J-Ram and a couple other players like, you know, throwing your Harold Ramirez's, Framil races out, so you can't say his name. The lineup's just not enough, and they're going to start losing some of these games that they have Houdini acts. The Indians have Houdini acts, and I give them a lot of credit. They find ways to win. The sixth inning's been a magic number this year. They've had a lot of big sixth innings. There's been a lot of timely hits. Like like two-thirds of their runs have been scored in the sixth and beyond. It's insane. It's insane. So I come off of one of these situations where it's like, is this for real? Yeah. Or are we really getting are we getting ready to get bucked in some of these games that we just escape Houdini acts is um, it. I am actually <clears throat> surprisingly, even though I know it's a transitional year. I see improvement. I think there are things that can improve on this team. The starting pitching, the lack of depth, police act's going to come back. Uh, I think Savali is Savali. I think Bieber can pitch better. And I think you're going to finally get some better pitching out of one of these young arms. I don't know about two of them, but let's just say one. 
The only, and I think the hitting will improve actually. I think I'm seeing that. The only thing on this team's defense that I, 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 ugh, I, I don't have hope there. All right. So defense is the glaring issue um, up the middle and in the outfield has been yeah. a problem. Yeah, you can mark a lot of positions, but those are big too. Yeah. Right. So let's just go ahead and say it's difficult because, again, here we go. This is are the Indians for real or are they not? I like Ahmed Rosario out there because he can hit. I don't like Ahmed Rosario out there because he drives me nuts in the field. Boy, like, yeah, it's yeah. a catch-22. And for yeah. a lot of these positions, because this team has no depth and because I feel like they aren't even done tooling with this lineup. We're, four, we're a quarter of the way into this season, Andy. And this will not be the same lineup that it will be after the all-star break and into this, into the second half and uh, you know, third quarter of the season. I, I don't believe that yep. because you're already looking at, at, uh, at, at, at um, the young man. Oh, why did, why am I forgetting his name now? Owens, uh, uh, Owen, Owen, Owen Miller, Owen Miller. Owen Miller. Oh my goodness. Miller time. What is wrong with me? Uh, it has been a while. A little it's rusty. Been a long time. So Owen Miller, don't worry about him. He's going to hit the ball. It, that will come. Don't, he looks the don't part. sweat that. The bottom line is he's going to be up here. We just brought Bradley Zimmer up here. Looks bad. Um, there's, there's talks. And uh, who's the Freeman kid that I thought that they were working at shortstop? Is there, a, is there somebody else down it, it, that's, that's in AAA or lower that is like killing it right Freeman. now? Freeman. It is Freeman. Yep. Freeman's fine. Um, there's, he's batting like 400. Yeah, if he's I'm doing, not mistaken. Yeah, he's so, doing, he's basically doing what we saw from Owen Miller before he came up. Yeah, there's going to be a bit of a revolving door because I don't fucking care what anyone says. Jake Bowers has. It, I can't believe we're even still talking about him. And Yu Chang, Yu Chang's playing significant time. I, I they're platooning multiple positions this way. Yeah, and it is driving me up a wall. I, I don't even I don't even think you leave hedges behind the plate anymore. Yeah, it's and stop platooning them at catcher and on and, and rotating those guys out. Yeah. I, yeah, Andy, like, yeah. There, like, there's like, some like, guys that have come up. Ramirez, I like. I like Hernandez, I still like. There, there's um Naylor seems to be getting together, <laughs> you know, in, in a pretty that's another Naylor and Ahmed Rosario, it's an adventure with a glove. But they can hit. Really can hit. So again, what are we dealing with here? Why are we dealing with a team that is going to be, you know, in contention towards the end of the season? Or is this the best that we're going to get and they're going to fade out over time? Um, We could talk quickly about even, and you can't even, like, I still don't have a bead on McKenzie. because he'll go out there and he'll throw, he'll throw, he'll have, you know, shutout innings. He'll mm-hmm. have he'll have no give up no runs in a game mm-hmm. and then turn around and give up five or six. And literally, if you look at his stat line from the past, not counting the last two starts, but every start prior, he it's almost like he goes no runs, five runs, no runs, six runs, one run, five runs, one run, six. Runs. It's in you've got nothing to, to go off of consistency wise to have a bead on what you're dealing with with this Indians team. It is. Kind of fun to watch and kind of fucking maddening, Andy. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, but again, they win games. Here's the difference. They keep, they're winning majority of these games. There's, yes. there's three rows of the Indians. 
the one of the roads is they have games like they did last night where it's like it's six five. They somehow get the right hits. They get right enough outs. It's a Maalox masher, but they get out of there with a win. That's one. Two, it's three one, three two. They win the games on pitching dominance. That was how they won a lot of the first half of these wins this year. Hey, podcast ads. Hey, Marissa McCool. Good to see you. Been a long time. Um, good to see you um, on Facebook. Um, the other way is the Indians get blown out. The Indians have been very good in close games. Um, to tell you how hodgepodge this lineup is, I got a trivia question for everybody. Who was leading the who was leading the team in home runs three weeks into April? Oh, Jordan Luplo, who was now is injured. Still, it, wait, is it? Oh, who was? Who was? Right. First, it was. The, yes, it was Luplo. But the, my point is, like, there's been fits and gaps of things. And by the way, Luplo's injured, so there's been fits and gaps with this team all the way around. But you're starting to see stuff that I must say broadens your horizon. I'll get to the negative here in a second. Bradley Zimmer and Harold Ramirez are pleasant surprises. Like Bradley Zimmer's only played three games. I'm seeing things for the first time in him. I really am. I'm not just saying that. Like I'm seeing things where it's like, I want to see more of him. I agree with you about your own Miller comment. He just needs time. And he shouldn't be playing every day. He needs to be playing in little bits of that. The Indians force-fed that. And I don't blame him. They had no choice. But now you can you can start doing a little bit more of rotation with him. Um, I like Harold Ramirez a lot. I think he's a pro. I think he needs yep. to be playing every day. By the way, two years ago, he was batting cleanup for the Marlins. So it isn't like a guy who came off the street and we never heard of before. He was a he was at one point that. So the Indians have this duct tape system where they're figuring things out. That gives me hope. So I know this can improve. Now to the other side of this. Police X got to get healthy and police X got to become more of a leader. I, I know that's an, well, what does that mean? Well, I'm telling you. So Volley and Bieber, uh, Jared, if they're going to win, they, they have to have this. As I see Savali, I see Bieber. I think Bieber's going to get better. Savali's having a great year. Okay. You can't – like Tristan McKenzie, I like him. But he's a rook, he's a second-year player who's having fits and starts. Logan Allen's falling off the rails. His ERA's at 13 now in Columbus. So I don't know if we're going to see him again. But, you know, I like what I've seen from McKenzie. He has good starts. He has bad starts. But I like what I'm seeing from these guys. Eli Morgan, way too young. Who knows? That guy Sandlin on the bullpen, nasty. So there's some things there. But 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 the defensive errors are alarming. I, I Not just bad. They are alarming. And they you come will, at the worst oh, times. Oh, and it's major league type stuff. Worst times. Like, like pop-ups, it's too sunny, and we drop the ball. Pop, I mean, in the first game of the doubleheader, Twice, Rosario and Bowers drop fly balls that just barely made it in the outfield. Barely made it in the outfield. I mean, you can't, you cannot do that. There's, it, it, um, no, you can't. But they're going to. Like, w- give me a reason why they're not going to do this in the future. Give me a reason. Tell me what's going to stop the defense, them from doing this. The defense. I, I don't, don't know that they're going to be able to stop these. The defensive, mistakes. I think the defensive errors is my only track of. I don't think it's going to get better. No, they are who they are when it yeah. comes to defense. I believe. Yeah. Which is so crazy because this is a team that used to be so solid defensive, so buttoned up, but not even, not this year. Um, another bad. bright spot that I want to talk that I I want to bring up really quickly is um, the resurgence of Brad Shaw. Oh my God, Brian Shaw or Brian Shaw. All right, so I that's know what twice you now. Ding, twice. 
that I've had a name problem and I will find myself later. Um, risen Brian Shaw is, I don't know. I didn't expect it. I didn't, I did not expect it. Maybe it's the beard. Maybe it's, uh, maybe I should call him by the wrong name. Maybe that's it. I, I don't know what it is, but he has been incredible. And Tito has felt very comfortable putting him in, uh, in, in tight spots, uh, using He's him often and, and so on and so forth. Uh, on the flip side of that, Karen check starting to make me a little nervous at times. Um, last night made me a little nervous. I told oh, that you that was nice. I, he wanted to turn it into a save situation for himself. <laughs> that was nice. Um, well, and, Plus, and I had also, some moments like that too. Well, there was also, um, and without getting too far involved in it, because I have to look a little bit more, but I think White Sox uh, fans are thinking Karen Check might have had a little something in his glove, too, at some point. Yeah, Steve Stone on a broadcast announced last night that he sees a dark spot in this mitt, and he believes that dark spot is some sort of sticky substance that is allowing that is allowing Karen Check to get a better grip on the ball. The White Sox and the Indians have a long history of hating each other. Yep. Um, and this goes all the way back yep. to Shoeless Joe Jackson. This goes back 100-plus years. Yep. White Sox and Indians don't get along. Said bad incident with Albert Bell to what we're seeing here today, and there's many incidents in between. And if you talk to Cleveland Indians people, they will mumble under the breath. The White Sox, I mean, they. it's just so – this is typical White Sox-Indian stuff. The Steve Stone is accurate. I don't know. Does glove look dark? Sure. What does that mean? Is, I, I did don't. see it. Well, there's video of him putting his fingers in there too and looking a little. I mean, looking a little iffy too. So I mean, look, I I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a guy who's going to go in there. Um, I could they have something there? Sure. The guy flips the ball out of his mitt though so many times. It's impossible to really get a to get a feeling for what he's doing. The only thing I will say though is Karen Shack and Class A. Our ERAs are elite, but they're having moments where they're finally getting hit a little bit. So their ERAs are coming down. But, but I mean, sorry, going up. But it's only going up because, I mean, their ERAs at one point in early May were at 0.54, I think 0.30. So now they're like one and a half. And I mean, they're still very, very good elite ERAs. They're good pitchers. The only thing on this team, <clears throat> to what you're alluding to, that is good is, again, they fill the gaps. Brian Shaw has filled the gap. His Whitgren's not pitched well this year. Right. Boilermaker, love him. But like he hasn't pitched as well as he should have. But Brian Shaw's fit that role. That's a good sign. I think Karen, I think at some point Wickren will figure that out and play better. Bieber, to me, I love his stats. I love his breaking stats. And I, I'm not shitting on the man. I love him. He's not pitching as well as he could. I'm telling you, he's gonna be better. I know Bieber's gonna be better. Here's my big saving grace of why I have hope. This division is terrible outside of the White Sox. It is the worst division in baseball. The yeah. Royals are terrible. The Tigers are worse. And the Twins are not playing anywhere where they should be. Well, I mean, you can even look at division baseball. You're talking about a couple games ago where the, the you had you had you had between McKenzie and Bieber, uh, and I think they were back to back starts, um, going a combined ten no hit innings yeah. out of you know or eleven no hit innings, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Um, and I really, I truly, I have had this feeling in my gut and I don't know where it's coming from this whole season that one of these guys is going to get one. And part of it, I think might have something to do with the fact that other guys have gotten them. Maybe it's that it's happened to us twice. Um, but I feel like this pitching staff 
there are certain guys who I think can get it. Now we talk about Plesak too. We talk about Plesak's big. Um, big. I don't have the hope in Plesak that you do. Um, uh, wait, 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 wait. I, 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 I don't know if I do either. Okay. I'm just saying I, he has to do well. I am not pleased with Plesak. I haven't been, and uh, there's other things that <laughs> no names, please. I have other reasons to not be happy with that kid um, that are compounded with the reasons that pissed me off about him last season. So I'm I'm really on the outs with him on my own feelings personally, and I also think that a lot of that comes from um, just the lack of maturity that I think that that kid, I just don't see that. I just don't see it. I don't see the growth. I don't see it. So, um, you know, we're talking, uh, we're talking, you know, drone to the finger uh, type stuff going on with, uh, with, you know, that, that I just, I just don't get it. I just don't get well, it. Well, so let's talk about, okay, let's do one or two things and let's go to police act. So volley I'm good with we yeah. having a great year. I think Bieber's going to improve. Absolutely. I think McKenzie is actually Which is growing. crazy to say. I think Bieber's going to get better. I don't think Bieber's had a great year. I think he's had a good year. I don't think he's had a great year. I think he's going to get great. I really do. He's figuring out the curveball. It, it, it's a process. He is trying to pitch longer, and he's changed like a Tiger Woods thing and when he was in the middle of his career. He's right. changing his swing. He's changing things, and it's and you're seeing and it's the results. Not, and he's still getting the strikeouts. Oh, no, he's still getting the strikeouts, and he's pitching longer. Right, but there's but the giving up is he's giving up runs. But again, I think they'll all figure. I really do. I think Bieber will get through this. Yeah. Now, I, I think McKenzie's fine. It's a tip. I think he will be fine. Uh, Kluber, Sabathia, Cliffley, sophomore years for these pitchers are the worst. I would. I'm telling you, you're gonna have a lot. Of, you're gonna have up and down, up and down. The thing I like about McKenzie is he fights and he gets through things yes. and he settles down. That is a good sign. I wish Logan Allen the best. I just want to bring him up because he is not pitching well in Columbus. I hope he settles down. His ERA, I believe, is at 13 now. And I just hope for his sake he settles down. Now, the police act. It's bad. I, Logan's such a good kid. I really hope that that works out. He's such a good story. Now, the police act. I'm with you. Um, but police act, if the Indians are going to go to the playoffs, please, I got to pitch better. I hope he goes down the road of, I'll get positive hope. He talks to his dad, relies on his dad. To be like, how do I get to this next level in this moment of breaking the chairs a moment where he has an aha moment? I don't know if that's the case here. There is a lot of Trevor Bauer and a lot of Clevenger right now hovering around the story. Well, and that's... I know better. And so I'm saying that I, I don't know. But they that have falls... to win with him. We talk about him leaning on his father. That makes me, and listen, I'm not making any judgments, but I will say, uh, you know, apples and trees. So who knows if that's even the best thing for him? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not making the call. Yes. I know that I'm reckless speculation uh, type dealing this right now, but what I'm saying is I'm not in a good place with police. I can't blame you. I'm not blaming you. I I'm not as deep as you are, but I'm not naive. I've seen this play before. Yeah. And I know where this can go. All I'm saying is, if the Indians make the playoffs, Plesac has to play a part. And Eli I Morgan, would love, I would love nothing more than for him right. to be able to do that. Have the game like <clears> you <throat> did in Seattle, where you pitch eight strong and you almost get a no hitter. That's what you're hoping for here. What we saw in his last outing is what I've been seeing this year, where we saw from Bauer actually, 
what I thought we saw from Clevenger a couple of times where he unravels fast and everything comes apart. He's had three games this year where it's like it, it unravels fast. I mean, fast that twins game that unraveled fast and it got loose fast. So that's something else. The saving grace. I will. I want to punish one more time. There, it is not even close. In fact, I think the National League is a better league this year than the AL. I think they're better teams in the National League. I don't think it's even close. Outside the, of the outside of the Pirates, outside of the Pirates, the Pirates are terrible. <laughs> um, but I, but I tell you what, I, I the Indians to me anymore when they play anybody else outside the Tigers, Twins, and Royals, 50-50. Just win one or two games and move on. Win one or two games and move on. Because they will dominate the Tigers. They will dominate the Royals. I think they'll win their fair share against the Twins. And if you do that, that gives you enough company wins. And for whatever reason, the Indians have actually played well against the White Sox again this year. The White Sox are very good. But the Indians are actually, I think, I got to double check, I think they're winning the season series right now. And they have played 10-plus games. Yeah, I'd have to count that. I'm not sure. But um, no, no, no. They, they've done well against the White Sox. They have. Yeah. They have. So yeah. they, 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 there are things here. I get, I keep telling this is why last night's like that should have been a loss last night. Brad Hand. I thought it was I, I can't believe it. I thought it was absolutely, absolutely. Be a loss. And that's why, Jared, I have hope. Because when you win games like that, that tells me things are coming down. So I think this team is going to get better. I've already mentioned the police act thing and defense. First base, of course, it needs to be improved. I don't know what they're doing in first base. Well, I don't get what they're doing in first base, but I've been saying that all year. So why? I, I don't know. That's the only thing at this well, point. Well, there's, there, I mean, that's Andy. There's a couple of little tweaks that will make. I mean, I genuinely feel this. There's a couple of little tweaks that this team can make that will make up the two and a half game difference that they have right now with the White Sox. There's a couple of tweaks, a tweak at first base. Figuring out what you're doing up the middle, maybe making a move in, in the outfield. Something. I mean, there's, there, you know, like I said, not starting hedges out there. I think that would absolutely make a difference. What I will say is this. When you look at their standings right now, when you look at the wins and losses, when you look at them at home and away, I love that they are still above 500 in both away games and in home games. And that's a bit of consistency that I did not expect them to have. I didn't think that at this point in the season that they would be above 500 at home and above 500 away. Because when you look at the White Sox, who are in first place in the AL Central, they're dominant at home. But they're eh on the road. They're eh on the road. They're dominant at home, the White Sox. Now, the yeah. Indians, above 500, at home, and on the road. Mm-hmm. And ironically, as inconsistent as they are, they're pretty consistent. They're going to win a game or two more on the road every so often and at home every so often. I mean, it's it's they're going to stay. If they can hold that, I think that matters, too. I really do. I think it matters. I just think with the Tribe, here's the, again... The, there are police act coming through crappy division really helps. And I do see improvement and hope now, now 
how that's going to really run in the long run, the time will tell. The only thing, Jared, that I also want to mention, and then sadly, I have to go in five minutes, but here's my one thing I do want to mention. JRAM has got to be publicized more. So here's my JRAM moment, Jose Ramirez moment for everybody. This kid has proven a lot in the last five years in this town. He has got to be celebrated more. He is having a great year on a team that needed him, and he has come through. On a year that everybody's like, well, Lindor's gone, so he's going to yeah, no, no. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, on a year uh, where uh, everyone's uh, flipping about everyone Lindor, who's been the guy? J-Ram. J-Ram has been the guy more so than Lindor, and I will stand by. He has been. He's I have good. always. I Fucking good. Fucking good. He, really look, fucking good. Really fucking good. Again, I just want to get my soapbox moment out there. People start getting into J-Ram. He loves the city. He is a good person, and he does well on the field, and he's likable. Jose Ramirez is my favorite player in the Indians. Absolutely, 100%. And you can add me to that list because this everyone knows who listens to this show. This is not a year where I very much like the Indians. The Indians (laughs) as a name, the Indians as a franchise, the Indians' ownership, the Indians – regarding major league baseball and how they have handled some scandalous stuff. I am not a big fan of much about this team. No, no. I am a huge fan of Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez is fabuloso. And again, I just want to say it again. He really is a big catalyst. I, 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 I should have mentioned it earlier. He is a big catalyst. And I'll ding the bell too. Brian Shaw has been a godsend. Brian Shaw has been so good. And Luplo, beginning of the year, this team duct tapes wins to get victories. They duct tape wins. Well, they were at, at one point early on, it was nothing but, you know, a, a different guy getting home runs and they were scoring runs that way. It was kind of it weird. It's really weird. Um, all right. That's I, it for the Indians. We're going to we're going to get deeper into the Indians over the next couple of weeks. I know that because we're really getting to a point where um I think I think I mean they're going to be full capacity. <laughs> they, so they it's, are it's, everywhere. It's, I mean it's yeah, I mean yeah, here yeah, here yeah. we are. It's it's baseball season and we're into it and that's where we're going to roll. Um I know that a lot of folks are like, oh, "I just wish it was brown season. <laughs> I wish it was football well, season." Yeah, I I, I know but, but this but, team has actually slowly got me watching and kept me watching for people out there this team i will say it's exciting and they tip you off when they lose they get blown out i mean you will oh see yeah they, you know when yeah, you can I turn mean, off the tv you can check the fuck out you know when games. you can shut it down but when their games are good they win 70 percent of the time yeah it's they're amazing. winning the tight ones they really they went do. back and forth. They went back and forth with runs with that White Sox series. I think more than I saw them do all season. And the White Sox, um, I'm just telling you, they are the better team, and the Indians are hanging with them, and they're winning that series. Well, I got my reason. I, I know why that is, and it's and it's because it's the same reason why I said I think before the season even started, or early in the season, and that was. I don't think Tony LaRusso is a good coach. I don't think he should be there. And I have said it at the beginning. And sure enough, over the past handful of weeks or month or so, we've heard those rumblings of certain situations, him not backing his own guys. So 
Well, that's where I stand with that. And I believe that it's possible that that team can kind of implode on that. Kind of real stuff real quickly on La Russa, I'm on the opposite. I think he's a great coach. I think it's a bad long-term solution, but um, I know he, he's prickly. I know a lot of the players in that team do not care for him. Um, I don't follow the White Sox enough to understand. He is in a, He's already in the Hall of Fame. He's a wonderful manager. Look, the thing is, though, in the long term, I agree with Jared. In the short term, no, I think he – this team looks different. The only thing about the White Sox, which is good for us, I think they're very cocky. And I don't think they should be cocky. I'll just leave it there. Agreed. I don't think they should be cocky. And they're fucking cocky. And the, keep, and the Indians keep winning these series. Yep. Real, quick, real quickly, sadly, I have to jump. We will do a longer show, I promise you. Now, real quickly, the Brownies. The Cleveland Browns. I don't care about this OTA stuff. I don't care about what's going on here in this team. I, I am so into the season and not into the preseason. It's going to be a big theme with me. I'm not going to read too much into this stuff. I'm, no. I, I, I I just don't give a fuck. I don't, I'm sorry. Like, I, I'm reading into it. I'm seeing who's participating. I like to see the defense is there to practice. Even then, I don't. Not into I I'm surprised. I'm not into any of this. So kind of boring. I'm gonna leave all of the interest to the folks on Twitter because really the extent of what anyone is even talking about with OTAs is who's there, who isn't, why aren't they there? They should be there. Miles is there. Why isn't Baker there? Why isn't Clowney there? Oh fucking bullshit. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking <laughs> this care. This team Those folks guys, is going to Super Bowl. Those guys, those guys were working out on their own time prior to OTAs doing their yeah. shut the fuck. I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. Last last thought. Care. Oh, well, you know what? The rest of the AFC North, the, the, the you know, their quarterbacks were there. They I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. Joe Burrow still said he's only at 80%. So I don't fucking care. I, I will I care. for how much I love the Browns. I do love Joe Burrow a lot, and that's a future story. But for this year, look, here's here's the thing. I've been around this team enough to know I they're going to win big and they're going to win a lot of games. This OTA stuff is just – this is the first time in my career I'm like, I think this is just banter. No, I, 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 I just don't, I don't think any of it's a big deal. I'm glad Miles Garrett's retiring. And Sally, Jared, I might have to go. Uh, Miles Garrett retiring from basketball, basketball, from basketball, according to Coach Stefanski, because Miles looked like a beast on the court. You all seen it on on Instagram, um, but but Coach don't want him rolling an ankle, and that would be awful because he's not gonna he's not gonna set the edge without an ankle. Um, that's that's about it. Final thought: uh, I still got to watch the OBJ uh, Instagram video. I, that that was interesting, and I'll I'll, I'll We'll talk about that more in the next show, but that was interesting. OBJ is the one person I'm interested to see in the offseason. I am interested by OBJ. We are brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out, Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at waitingfornextyear.com. Make sure you shoot us an email if you feel like it. Andy and Jared at gmail.com. Andy and Jared, J-A-R-I-D at gmail.com. Uh, check out the website and the show at clevelandbeyond.net. Clevelandbeyond.net on Twitter, at CLE and beyond, at CLE and beyond, and after all these Indians games. Andy is right there live on Instagram at official Cleveland sports at official Cleveland sports. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And thank you to evergreen podcasts. Everybody talk again soon. Go Browns. Andy, go do whatever it is you got to do. Important, important go, business. Go, go OTAs. Who's an OTA camp? Walker. Walker. Account? I don't fucking know. I don't, I don't fucking care. I don't fucking care. 
They're going to win the Super Bowl. I don't fucking care. Sipping the champagne for the winds in the fall. Oh, you know what I love? What's that? Browns. Was it pro football focus? Has the Browns at 10 and a half and the Ravens at 11? Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Bulletin board. Hang that up. Oh, Zeke's a better running back than Nick Chubb, according according to CBS. Not even close. Not even close. Gah. Everybody, talk again very soon. No more long hiatus. Love you, miss you. Love you, miss you, Andy. Well, I love you, miss you. Take love, care, everybody. Love Kenny Lofton. Love Kenny Lofton. Love Kenny oh. Got tooed. He, in LA, he had tooed last week. I bet. I love that we'll guy. We'll talk more about that. Good night. Take care. Cleveland and Beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and Beyond, on Twitter at CLE and Beyond, or shoot them an email at andyandjared at gmail.com. And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.